This is part 5 of my analysis of the music of Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. If you haven't listened to the previous parts first, go back and listen to those. We are looking at my personal favourite pieces from the game one chapter at a time. Last episode focused on the Shadow Moses Island chapter. In this episode, however, we'll be taking a look at key musical moments from the chapter based in Outer Haven. My spoiler warning from the previous episode is still in effect. Before we even get to the first playable section of the chapter, we get this absolute beauty of a piece titled At Dawn. As Vanel dubbed Guns of the Patriot System is now under the complete control of Liquid Ocelot, anything that has been tagged by GW will simply not work. Our protagonists will now have to resort to weaponry and machinery that preceded the war economy. This includes the USS Missouri, a Navy battleship captained by an old acquaintance from the Shadow Moses incident, former military researcher Mei Ling. This is reflected in the music by having little to no electronic presence whatsoever. The orchestra, save for one or two percussion instruments, absolutely dominates this piece. There are a couple of things about the piece that stood out to me personally. Firstly, the key. One of the most demanding keys in music. C-sharp minor. Not only is it one of the more complicated keys to play for any instrument, the characteristics of the key also reflects the setting of the scene to the letter. These include weeping and despair. The crew of the Missouri know that this is pretty much a suicide mission. A warship from an eon ago against an impenetrable technological fortress. I wouldn't put my money on the ship. But everyone knows that this has to be done. The roaring brass at the end of the piece would be absolutely perfect for a slow motion walk. Hold on. That's exactly what they did. As soon as you find yourself in a playable scenario, you are stuck in caution phase, and Liquid's elite frog units are out to find you. It's to be expected, as you are now in a battle that you are actively fighting in, and not merely observing like in earlier chapters. This piece, titled Surrounded, is the caution theme for Outer Haven. Already the industrialist and militaristic moods are being expressed by the heavy usage of percussion and electronic instruments. It reminds me of the typical David and Goliath or Jack and the Beanstalk scenario, where the loud stomps of a giant signifies that you are being viciously hunted down, taunting you in the process. With a lone gecko guarding the only doorway that takes a solid minute to just open up, I completely understand why this is the route that the musical structure decided to take. 
but what if you're spotted on the way there? You get everyone on the top deck hunting you down, and this music plays them on of course. Titled For Liberty, the story that this piece is telling is slightly different from other alert themes in the series. Typically, the music is telling you to do what you can to hide and keep out of sight until the situation comes down again. But not here. This time, the music is telling you to push on and not look back. An amalgamation of different elements from all the different alert themes from previous chapters have now come together to form this. The brass attacks from Alert, the choir hits from The Hunter, the synthesized instruments from Unmanned Army, to name a few examples. See if you can spot any others. We have now come to the penultimate boss fight before the final showdown with Liquid Ocelot. The music for the final boss is just a medley of classic themes from previous games before wrapping up with Old Snake, so we're not going to be exploring that here as we've already covered those in previous episodes. What I do want to cover, however, is the music for Screaming Mantis. This is possibly the most disturbing track in the game. No real melodic structure, random attacks of percussion and strings, the brass mimicking screams of torture out in the distance, the constant fear of a sudden unexpected death glooming around you whenever you're in a battlefield is the first emotion that always comes to mind whenever I listen to this. Don't even ask me what key this is supposed to be, because I have simply no idea. To sum this music up in one word, I'd say it's unpredictable. Before this fight starts, however, we do get the reveal that Screaming Mantis has had the psyche of Psychomantis himself implanted into her to become the leader of the BNB core. That means only one thing. The Mantis him is back. This wasn't actually included in the official soundtrack release, so I'm doing a tiny bit of rule breaking here. 
but this is so good I simply can't pass this opportunity. You hear this anytime Screaming Mantis uses a voodoo doll with the likeness of Psycho Mantis to manipulate the nanomachines in your bloodstream to literally string you up like a puppet. Because you'd want to get out of that situation as quickly as you can, you wouldn't hear this music that much in the game itself. But hearing it in full just begs the question, why wasn't this included in the soundtrack in the first place? It absolutely flattens the competition. Not only do we have the unpredictable attacks from the boss theme for Screaming Mantis scattered about, the key has been raised up a semitone from the original Mantis hymn to C-sharp minor again, bringing out Psycho Mantis's fury and realization to the fact that he gets a second chance to take down Solid Snake after his demise in Shadow Moses. It's like his unwillingness to pass on and the traumatized mindset of Screaming Mantis has fused together to become this unnatural force. There's another more angelic version of the hymn that is used when you get to flip the tables and use the Mantis doll on Screaming Mantis ending the fight, but I can't seem to find it online. But it's worth listening to when you get to that point in the game. Absolutely fantastic work. With all of this excitement going on in the background, you can easily forget that the story of this whole chapter is a race against time. But how can this be put across to us with the soundtrack? The Guns of the Patriots theme does hint at this throughout the game. Let's listen to a sample taken from the preview when the game is highlighted on the PS3's hub menu. I chose this version because it goes straight into the main hook, which is what I want to talk about. In order to express an emotion with music quickly, the hook needs to be short, easily understandable, and to the point. A melody consisting of ascending and descending quavers like this one already brings out this sense of dread regarding not knowing if you are out of time or not. Considering what is at stake at this point of the story, I don't blame the characters who are in the thick of it for feeling this way, especially when they are so close to the finish line, which is also a position where things can easily go horribly wrong as well. Before we get to the final confrontation between Old Snake and Liquid Ocelot, there is a piece that is played at the end of the cutscene setting up the fight. This is actually the ending of a bigger piece of music, but I want to play this as it was heard in the game, just for the sake of context. Listen to the melody that is being played here, see if that jogs any memories, and why this is the reason the piece is called Metal Gear Saga.
It's the melody for Metal Gear Solid 3's version of the main theme. First, with the guitar and soft string accompaniment, calling back to the old snake theme. As time passes, the structure changes to something more regal and militaristic. The solo trumpet starts to take the lead with the melody in typical military fashion. The orchestra and percussion, and even a male voice choir, starts to build up the texture to make the end result a grandiose and climactic setting. The story I am getting from this is that Snake now fully understands what he's trying to protect the world from. Now knowing the full story of not just his past and present, by his peers and surrogate relatives, but also the future that he wants to pass on to later generations of the human race. Everything from the events of Metal Gear Solid 3 onwards has come down to this moment in time. You simply can't wrap a finer bow around a story so meaningful to so many people, even to this day. Part 6 of my retrospective analysis of the music of Metal Gear Solid 4 will cover major themes that are heard in the epilogue. The end is now within reach. I'd make sure to have the tissue box ready if I were you. Some of these pieces do not hold back. <laughs> 